Welcome back to The Beautiful Mess. Here we have episode 02, where we're going to talk about productivity systems and what works for us, what doesn't. Are productivity tools helpful? Are they not? So stick around and we'll talk about that. I want to welcome my good friend Spencer Pugh. Today we're going to be uh, diving into this topic and I feel like Spencer is a great person to talk on this topic as he's had lots of experience trying out different productivity tools. We were talking about this the other day and it's just like, I think we pretty much tried, you know, a plethora of productivity tools between each other. So we definitely have a wealth of wisdom to share with you. So stick around and here we go. Let's get it. Hey, how are you doing? Pretty good, man. Like this, this is like, again, I have to go back. This is a dream come true. Just doing this podcast with you. I'm so excited to be here and like talk about these topics. Like productivity is like one of the things that I don't know. I often go to YouTube for. Yep. And per- perhaps that's unproductive. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a huge like niche right now. Like there are channels that are productivity channels. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty funny to me. I, I think it's um, ironic, you know, <laughs> like I need to learn how to be more productive. So I'm going to go watch hours and hours and hours of videos on how to do that. Um, I think honestly, you know, there's something to be said. And I, you sent me the article, which I'm sure is awesome. I didn't get to read it, um, but I, the title says it all. Uh, what, what was it? It was, uh, oh, man, to do apps, I, failed productivity tools. Or I, that was just the URL. But what was the actual title? Oh, man. It was like to do lists. Are they helpful or, or hurtful? Hundreds of ways to get. I'm, I'm going to bleep that out. Stuff done. And we still don't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. I, I think I'll go ahead and say the moral of the story um, at the beginning, which I, I think you would probably agree on. I think it's better to just pick something that works and then just do it. I think personally, deep down, I have a huge issue, which I've discovered in my life where, and I think a lot of us do, like things not seeming enough or not feeling enough, or we get bored with something. And so we move on to the next thing. And I think that goes across, you know, productivity apps too. like a to-do list that works really well for me. I will love it and use it every day. But then a new one pops up in the app store that everyone loves. And it's like, yeah, but that one's cool because it has cooler colors or, you know, something stupid. And it's like Uh, apps, you know, I take the time to set it up and everything. And it's just like it's you're ruining the point. Like you had something that works. (laughs) Being productive means sticking with it. So. Or perhaps we are the the testers for you, the audience, so that you don't have to bear these <laughs> burdens. You know, we're 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 bearing the burden for you. Oh man, I love it. Um, uh, I, I, actually, it's funny that you talk about that idea of starting a new app, a new list, because that's what they talk about in the article. Is this idea of like to do bankruptcy, where all of a sudden you declare <laughs> like, you know, this tool is no longer, you know helpful. And I think what they say is that basically you're piling on these tasks and you get to a point where you're just like, I can't take anymore. It's just too much. Like so you this literally list is jump like, ship to another app just to have a zero. Yes. <laughs> yes to start fresh because it, it's just, it's simpler. Like why, why would I want to keep on oh, this list man. that's making me depressed looking at all like this long list that I created that I'm never going to get done. And Jeez. like, I mean, think about it. Have you ever deleted 
I oh, mean, yeah. I, every once in a while, I'll, I'll like delete like either like the the tasks, but like I don't know. Like I, I think people should do that on a regular basis. Is like go through their list and mm-hmm. make sure that what they're doing is like actually you know still worth it because sure. sometimes you leave things on that list forever and you're never <laughs> you're never yeah. gonna get it done. Right. And I, I think, you know, it really comes down to and something I'll I'll talk about briefly, which I love talking about. I've talked about it a lot on my own personal stuff is the the book Do More Better by Tim Chalice. Yeah. I think it's easy to just take everything that comes at you and say, like, I got to do that. Um, but I think, you know, to your point, going through and saying, OK, well, here are my priorities in life. How do these tasks fit? And a lot of times they might not, you know, or I don't need to do this or you know, it's a waste of time or literally I could just tell my friend to do it. He could do it in two seconds <clears throat> or my wife or whoever. So I think, yeah, like that to-do list audit, maybe like once a week, once a month, something like that. Cause dude, I've done that. I've been like, these tasks have been in here for months, but here comes a new to-do list. Well, I'm not going to put them on that one. You know, I'll have a fresh start over there. Same thing with like email. I think a lot of people at some point will just be like, delete all or like archive everything. Like I don't have time to get to them. Yeah. Are, are you a zero, like, this is actually a productivity thing that I've strived to do for the longest time, yeah. is like the zero inbox. Um, what is his name? There is um, Carnegie Mellon, I think, th- mm. this great talk. Uh, it's sad, the story about this guy, I think he passed on, but, like, he was, like, a productivity guru. And, like, basically had this system for, like, going through your inbox and quickly, like, deciding... Do you A, need to reply to this? B, do you need to archive it? Uh, do you need to, you know, just put it in a wait folder that you're just going to check on? Uh, obviously, now with the tools in your inbox, like Gmail mm-hmm. has yeah. great, like, snooze features. I love that because then you can just get rid of it for a while and then it pops up when you need it. Uh, but even still, like, I find that the rate at which I get email in <laughs> makes it really difficult to process it all and it's terrible like you you do want to create like you do want to say like email bankruptcy you just want to like <laughs> ditch it all like you were saying it's just like it's too much sometimes um yeah so like maybe it's the same thing with productivity is like you have to determine at what point is this tool like a burden and not a help sure yeah and i i think especially email since we're talking about it and to-do lists um is it okay if I just kind of dive into do more better? Yeah, please do. Okay. I, I know like we've got our notes here. Um, but the first one's kind of like apps we use and love and define set of tools. So anyone and everyone check out do more better by Tim Challies. I think it's like super cheap to get the Kindle, to get the paperback. Um, it's like a hundred pages, really short, easy read. Um, it's like the book the productivity book that has most helped me and the one that I always say, what am I doing and run back to? Um, so there's three tools that he talks about. You've got your notes or information. You've got your email communication, and then you've got um, like your to-do list or tasks. And he says that everything needs to be in its rightful place. So everything has a home basically. So something that happens to a lot of people with email is they get emails and they say, okay, I need to remember to reply to that. So I'm just going to leave it in my inbox. He would argue that that's not where you put a task. You put a task into in a to-do list. So if you get an email and you need to reply, you need to say in your to-do list, reply to this person in email and then in your email, archive it. You'll be able to like look it up, find what they said, but putting your tasks in your tasks, putting your 
notes in your notes place. And I, th- I got that wrong. It's not email. It's, it's your calendar. So like a lot of people too on their calendar, they'll say, you know, tomorrow at nine, I need to go to the grocery store. And sometimes things need to be scheduled that way, but that's more of a task. And so putting in your to task tasks tomorrow at nine, go to the grocery store is where that should live. Calendar should just be meetings, like really timely things that you need to be at a certain place at a certain time. So um, I think it's good practice. And I think he says this too, kind of at the end of a week, just go through your information. I guess I skipped that one too. Like any sort of, like if in an email, someone sends you an article that you need to read, or they send you a document that you need to correct, instead of leaving that in your inbox again, put that information in Evernote, in um, Bear. I mean, there's a Google Drive. There's tons of different, you know, obviously tools you use. I use Notion currently. I love it. Um, for to-do lists, I've actually started literally the other day switched to Reminders simply because my wife uses Reminders, which is the native Apple app for to-do lists and we can share things there and it's it's really great for both of us and then for calendar i just use iCal or whatever apple calls it now so um and i'm still you know i love inbox zero too i know i'm going on a huge tangent and talking my head off but um i still have trouble with it. like my inbox has probably five things in it that have been there for the past week that i'm gonna get to and i think it's just good practice to to try for inbox zero i think it declutters your mind. It's not something you're thinking about all the time. There's a lot of benefits, but as far as a system, those are like the three things, three types of information that get thrown at you or that you think up throughout the day and then how to categorize them. And like I said, like a new app will come along that has calendar and to-dos together. And I think that's fine as long as you can separate them. Um, But I've just found having those three separate places to put information is what, again, I run back to every time. So personally, you know, talking on the first point, you know, apps we use and love, I think that's a full and complete system that, you know, it's kind of boring. You know, there's only three places. There's nothing flashy or new. Um, But I mean, as far as productivity goes, it's it's amazing. So so for our listeners, like what would you say are the three or like those three elements, the Task manager. Yeah, I had it wrong. And then, and then information. Um, it, yeah, yeah, know, the notes. Or, yeah, system. a notes system. Or, you know, I, there's a there's a lot of free software like Evernote. Um, I mean, Notion too. Like you can, some of them have limits as far as like how much stuff you can put in there. But if you make a note to like, you know, audit some of that stuff at the end of a month or a year, I don't really think you'd have a problem. I mean, you're not going to get so much information that you're stockpiling and having to pay tons of cloud storage i would think i don't know for sure yeah no i i think honestly the free versions of a lot of these work great yeah it's only really when you like start i think uploading files is when you like start seeing them like Mm. want you to pay um but as far as like a note-taking system i don't think there's many out there that are gonna like dock you for having tons of notes um for sure what what do you use i I mean i just talked for like 20 minutes on how how i do things but i I have a productivity confession to make (laughs) i use way too many right now to be honest and like i was actually because of the book the do more better that you know because of you i started reading um i was really intrigued by this idea and matt diavella also talks about it another youtuber productivity Mm -hmm. guru i don't think he would call himself a guru but basically a guru um (laughs) 
But anyways, like his thing was like, you know, again, the same thing. You have like one for each like calendar. Uh, you have your notes, you have your um, file system. Like he also includes like storage, like how do you store your files, mm. uh, which I also think is I, I'm all about having like a, a good like storage system. I've sure. worked with other people that don't have a good storage <laughs> system and yeah. it is like painful to see like just a bunch of files in one folder and you have like no idea what they're going to what the purpose of them are i mean i'm sure it makes sense to them uh on a quick note about that it's funny because they talk about this idea of caching like and what, what is it like we can cache like for our life um like it's actually a very efficient way of you know, living life is like where you automatically cache things where like you store things on your desktop, you store things like, and what they said is like, it's actually faster if you order things like a filing system where like the most recent thing that you use is up front mm. because you're more likely to be going back to that file than like something that, so like I've actually been starting to use that system for like, you know, ordering uh, like a file system. Like if I'm looking for a file, usually I do it by date modified. Sometimes not, but like sure. this idea of like what you've most recently worked with is at the top. Anyways, going back to the to-do list. Um, so for to-dos, I've been using to-do. It's like this French to-do. Mm -hmm. It's like T-E-U-X-D-E-U-X. -E -E and that tool, like it's super simple. I love that. Like basically just like click, type, like type um, and then you have like a section below that where you can put in any like maybe like a list of things that you want to save uh, I've also used Asana I'm currently mm -hmm. using Asana that that one I use more for family-based things so like we'll have like a family meeting and then like any ideas that we get from that or like things that we need to do order buy like whatever it is we list that in the system and then you know it's basically like a Caban style Caban. I don't know how you say that, but like yeah. the boards. I never view. remember what the name is, but I love this. <laughs> yeah, so you have like Canaban? Ca I don't know. I don't even know. Canaban? We'll, we'll, we'll butcher it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like we use that just to keep track of some things that like need to happen. And it's, it's great actually because like I don't always check that every single day, but when I do go back, it's like, oh yeah, like that thing we need to take care of. Um, mm. I'm sure there could be a better system, but that's another tool for work. I use ClickUp, which to me is honestly like, it's a great tool and it can do a ton of things. Like it, it can take your notes. It can take um, your calendar in there. Like you can do so much with it, wow. but at the same time, it's like almost like overload, like, because it tries mm. to be like all these tools in one. It tries to be like notion. It tries to be like Asana and like, you know, it tries to, get them all in one, but I like, to me, it's almost overload. Like yeah. I had to just decide, like, I'm not going to try to figure out all the different <laughs> features of this, like, unless it's helpful. Like that was my, like, I had to come to this realization for me. It's like, I always want to master like the tool and that, right. it just got to a point where I was just like, it's too <laughs> much. It's too much. Uh, for notes right now, I'm doing, um, <laughs> Apple notes. Yeah. Google docs. Occasionally. I, I don't know if I can ever completely get rid of Google docs. Sure. Um, and then um, Notion. I, I've been a, a, like, I've fallen in love with Notion. I, I think what I love about it is the database and how you can have a database within a database. Yeah. And I think you said this, it's like a website for your life. Yeah. Um, and I, I love like how you can have, 
I was inspired by seeing your homepage. Like I, I made something similar where like you have those different elements of your life and you can just like click into those databases mm -hmm. and it's a great way to keep track of things. The one thing I will say about Notion, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, as I don't know if it's the best for like reminders about um, like to do's like, mm. I mean, I guess you have the space to remind you, right? Yeah, but I, I see what you're saying. Um, it's not as much set up for that. I yeah, think. it's not. And I mean, you could make a page that is your to-do list, but I, I feel like it would cause more friction to do that than to just have a separate app. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. For those of you who don't know Notion, it's basically just like a big empty playing field. And there's a lot of, like um, Paul was saying, like there's databases, there's to-do lists, there's calendars, there's, you know, you can put images in there, videos, you can work on things with other people. It's just, it's a lot. And it's one of those things where if you go today and download it, um, you probably won't really, they, they have some like templates and how to's, but you probably won't really know how to use it unless you like go watch some other YouTubers who have these crazy systems set up and being like, Oh wow, that would be so helpful. Or, you know, that's, that's how I learned YouTube, man. My love for YouTube is insane, but yeah, I, I think YouTube and then also just tinkering with it. Like, honestly, yeah. I felt like sometimes it's better instead of just taking somebody's like already mm -hmm. formulated, um, you know, template is to just go in there, create your own, because then you'll like kind of see like what, because the beauty of notion is that you can set like all those custom fields mm -hmm. and then you can organize it by that uh, i think they just added like a subgroup like yeah. organization feature where you can organize it by that so like it's definitely a great customizable tool for storing just about anything yeah like i've got like a purchase list in there where like i just list out stuff that i've been thinking about buying and it's just like nice to have that in there yeah yeah it's kind of and I think, you know, it really comes back all this like tools and stuff. And it, I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but um, going back to do more better as well, I think he starts by talking a little bit more about theory and, you know, why to-do lists matter and why a calendar matters, why it's good to split them. And he starts with your like life's priorities. So within your to-do list, you have your different priorities listed out. So like for me, I have a family priority. I have a work priority. I have personal priority, social priority with like friends, church priority. Um, and I don't, that's basically it. Um, but you know, when you start to think about, does this task make sense for me to do for someone else to do, does it even need to really get done? Or was it just a whim idea? Um, just really saying, you know, like this is a task for my family that's pretty important, you know, and it's timely. I need to get it done. So like, yeah, I'll keep it on there and I really need to make a point to get it done. So, you know, prioritizing your task and really thinking, you know, will this add to these sections of my life that matter? Um, and I, I think it goes down to even something like notion, like how do you set it up? Um, well, you need to think about what you really need out of your life and what you prioritize getting things done. And, creating your own systems based on that. Like your priorities probably look really different from somebody else or maybe very similar. So that's the thing too, is you'll find someone on YouTube who's like made this crazy notion and they're all about making a billion dollars. And if that's not really your life goal, then you're not going to just copy their format exactly, you know? Um, so yeah, really thinking, trying to think through that stuff too, will help you kind of decide whether things are important or they're not. Um, according to your life, so.
man. Yeah. We've been going. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny. Like, I, I, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, we, we could probably go another uh, couple hours here. I, I mean, th- this is, this Love is a great topic, um, that we're both very passionate about. Um, like, yeah. Uh, password managers it was funny i mm. like he has that in the list of things do you use one he meaning oh oh tim yeah, in the do more better book yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um i just use the apple one i have apple pro I, I only have apple products so it's nice that it's all in the icloud keychain i think is what it's called so yep anywhere i go to log in it's just auto populated there and i know like one pass all these other ones kind of do something similar but i just i trust apple's security you know they've kind of proven over time that that's something they really value so yeah i i've used a couple and honestly like if you don't have a password manager i would highly recommend getting one Mm. um or at least doing your own research because i know it's a big like if you've never used one before it's like kind of daunting this idea of putting all your passwords in one place um, but I believe they say that that's actually a good way is like having a very strong password for your password manager and then creating separate, like have them auto generate or, you know, have like very complex passwords for your other accounts. That way no one's going to hack into it because like, let's be real. If someone ever hacked into your account, that's going to be a productivity like landmine, like all of a sudden trying to get back all those accounts. <laughs> that's or, very you know, true. It's. If, if you all, all, you know, always use one, two, three password, you know, right. <laughs> you're probably not in a good situation. Dude, I, I um, something I've been doing really quick just to interrupt you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been writing kind of ideas down for future like episodes. And like, honestly, I have a lot of thoughts on like password managers and passwords in general and stuff too. So like, I don't know. That's I think funny. that's something we could definitely um, explore more. Um, I don't know. I just... I don't even know why I brought that up. I think like just trying to, in a way, get us back. Um, I don't. I don't want to like exhaust myself talking about password managers, but I agree. <laughs> I, I think it's very important um, and something I'd definitely love to talk about more in the future. So if you get anything out of this, definitely figure out some system for your passwords because that could be a nightmare. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I guess going back to our list, um, mm-hmm. what productivity like? tools or hacks have you found that work really well and what are the ones that you feel like are just eating your time or taking away from being productive yeah honestly i think for me it comes down more to i guess if you're just starting out with productivity tools um which would be surprising but if you are um do some shopping i mean they're all free at first, I guess most of them are. So see what works best for you and like a system that you're trying to create and then just stick with it. I think it's it's less about like tools that suck and more about just sticking with the ones that work instead of grabbing the new flashy one that came out yesterday that most of the time hasn't really been even developed that well anyway and doesn't have good customer service. So um, maybe think about that too. Which which of these apps have been around for a few years and you know have great reviews? Something to look into. But I think it's more about that than like name dropping ones that suck and stuff. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you got to find something that works for you. And to be honest, like don't necessarily use a digital tool that you don't mm. need. I, mm-hmm. I will say that because recently I've gone back to a pen and paper. To me, like it doesn't necessarily have to be a digital tool. I don't know. Have you found that like where there's like a tool that you really love, um, but like sometimes it just takes you away from like being productive because you're just like mm. introducing another tool 
instead of like you could just use like a simple list sure yeah um definitely i think again it comes down to you know what works best and just sticking with it but um and i don't want you guys to hear that like i have a perfect system and like you should follow my lead um because spencer Pugh is a guru in productivity follow zero mistakes in my life i'm the perfect human being no not true at all but anyway um yeah bullet journaling is something that um i really got into um not like the flashy kind of artsy version of bullet journal which is totally fine if that's what you do i think it's it's like productivity and hobby mixed together which um i guess is a thing but um i don't know there there is something very distractionless about pen and paper uh which is huge and i still love the idea of bullet journaling I think I found that even though my bullet journal setup was more productivity based, I was still at the beginning of each week spending an hour or so like setting up my pages. Um, and it, it, another thing too. So unless you have that on you at all times, it's hard to like really be productive. There are times where like I might be in a meeting and I can pull up my to-do list on my phone or a note or my calendar. And if I don't have my notebook, then you know, I, I end up having to put it in a note or a to-do list on my phone and then going back and putting it into the notebook. So it's just, again, you know, if you're at your desk all day working, I could see where analog, you know, keeping things up with. It's up to you. It's it's something to, I guess, explore up front. And I don't want you guys to hear too that we don't want you trying out new things. I mean, that's fun. You know, it's part of life. You know, if there's a tool that seems really great and it has something that you've been missing in your productivity tool, like explore it, you know, whatever. It's just, I think the problem is when every day we're getting a new to-do list app, you know? So I don't know, I, I understand analog and I've talked a lot in the past about, you know, productivity in the analog. Um, so that's how I feel about that. What do you think? Yeah. So I, I personally have gone back to, again, like using like a planner. Uh, I use the Finisher Secrets one, oh, which yeah. you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah. So I need to name drop that play- one. <laughs> Finish your secrets. Go buy them. They're, it's a they're great, 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 journal. great journal. Yeah. I guess like I love a week view that, which it doesn't really do, but like mm. just like being able to write stuff out on something and then just like, what, what did they say? I think like on their website for the finisher secrets, it talks about like, it's like you're going to be 3.2 like times less likely to get distracted, mm. which is so true. It's like how many times you opened up your phone to do something and you end up doing something completely different than just looking up that one you know to do or whatever it is sure um so like i think there's still a value like i've seen people just use pen and paper like just random Mm -hmm. scraps of paper and that works great or like an index card um so i don't know i haven't completely left the analog world as much as i've tried like i tried the beginning of this year basically to go all digital Mm. and i came back yeah who knows there's something about Stay it too. Stay tuned for more. The, yeah, right. There's something about like the feeling too, just writing something down. It's kind of like therapeutic in a way, I think, for yeah. a lot of people. Um, yeah, and I think, I don't know. There's just so many options out there. Like Finish Your Secret, um, I work with them. So I actually love their journal a lot, but it, I think for a very specific reason. So they work in this sort of 90-day window of like a 90-day goal. Yeah. And you set basically one goal you want to achieve, and it helps you stay focused on getting that goal done. 
Um, here at work, I have between three and seven goals per quarter, 90 days. So I technically would need multiple of their journals. Um, and I've talked to Javier, the, the owner of the company, a little bit about how I do things and that's how I see the journal. But I think especially for entrepreneurs, someone who um, is just looking on getting something done and really staying focused, um, the finisher's journal is it's freaking amazing. I still use them. That's actually kind of yeah. where I keep my to-dos for work here. And then I have my other stuff for home and my own company and stuff that I do everything. But So you haven't completely ditched the, the paper, the analog yet? Nope. I use, I use the finisher's journal for, for work every day. So, yep. I found that yeah. works for me. I, and that paper tool, like if you like using a paper tool, honestly, it doesn't have to be this one there's nope. tons of great ones out there um, yep. but i do i do like what you're saying about the quarter i think that was definitely a feature that they really honed in was mm-hmm. like making sure you stay focused on that my my like what is it 90 day goal is to make 10 youtube videos and yep. i'm still still in the process of doing it still hoping i can hit it by the end of the year but who knows but at least it makes me like intentional about hitting that goal yeah for sure Man, I'm just like, we're getting so, I'm getting so many ideas for future episodes just by talking to this stuff. It's, it's <laughs> this amazing. I love it. So, um, I kind of want to go back. One of our points was, um, well, I guess we could go back to when you feel most productive. Yeah. If, um, so I guess when, when do you feel most productive? Um, is it while you're using a tool or like in, like when you get into the zone, like what, when do you feel the most zone, productive? Dude. The flow. The I flow think that's state. what they all call yeah. it. It's like you, you just like get get absorbed in this task where you don't even really mm-hmm. have to think about, mm-hmm. you know, a to-do list, uh, a planner. Maybe you have like quick notes about like what you have to sequentially do, but like, honestly, you're just in, you're just like so focused on like just that one task because like one, you love what you're doing Two, It's just like, you just got into that creative flow state where like, you don't have to, you know, really think like, Cause I, I sometimes feel like planners are just like a whip, you know, to keep you on task. Mm. And like, if we are in the flow state more often, I think that'd be helpful. Like, and then also just like, it's nice when you have set aside times for like things that, you know, you can kind of get into the flow with, um, and just like kind of it's, it's yeah, that, that would be it for me. I think I'm the same. It's funny. My like relationship with flow states, like there are definitely tasks that I know if I start, I'm going to be in it for a couple hours because flow state's weird. It's like you don't even like you're not even like actively trying to stay focused. You just are. And like time is flying by and like you're just like, oh, I can do this now and I can do this. And it's like your mind is making up these little like, I don't know, road markers that you're like trying to achieve. I don't. It's hard to explain. But yeah, there's I think it sort of naturally happens when you're doing something that you really love like you were saying and i think it's something too for me it's a task that takes a little bit longer sometimes i'm scared of flow state because i know like man if i sit down to edit this video literally i won't be doing anything else for two hours you know and i need to really make sure that i don't need anything else to be happening during that time so what what i guess for you like what would you say is like the typical thing that you do that you get into the flow state I think definitely editing videos, um, especially like more longer form videos. It's not a problem for me. I think it's because I like finishing tasks and to finish a video takes a little bit longer and I thoroughly enjoy it. And having that, you're creating a product at the end of it. You're like, look, 
what I did. And so being yes. able to finish that in one sitting is such a good feeling. Um, website design, which I don't do much of anymore, is similar. That, that's what I was going to say is website design for me. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but like when you get like that, it, it just right. Like when it just like <laughs> you're ready to set sail, publish, it's just like <laughs> such a rewarding feeling. Like, yeah. Once you so, get everything in place. Maybe yeah. that's it, man. Maybe flow state comes most naturally when you know at the end of it you will have some like product to be done with or to show off or something that you can ship yeah yeah hmm that's another episode probably there we go (laughs) (laughs) add it to the list i love it um okay let's move on uh is there such thing as being too productive yeah you tell me what do you think Oh man, I guess like at its nucleus, I would say productivity is just being able to efficiently do the things that are important to you. Hmm. And anything that gets in the way of that, I think is hindering the productivity. Like, and honestly, I think our culture is too much geared towards like this productivity mindset. I think we got it back during the industrial revolution when people, you know, were doing a product line and, you know, they had like these very particular jobs that they would do Mm. and i think we've translated that into our everyday lives i mean we have a work week eight eight hours a day nine to five you know i i'm that that could be a whole nother episode is like the 40 hour work week uh (laughs) and why that may or may not be a good thing um because as a creative like i don't think that makes sense to be working for eight hours a day like if you one don't need to or two like it's not helping um because i think they're there have been studies that basically say that like the ideal work day ends either like an hour or an hour and a half earlier than that. And mm-hmm. like, once you get beyond that point, you're actually being uh, less productive and then also hindering your work for the next day. Interesting. Um, for sure. I, that's a cool way of looking at it. I was thinking more in terms of like, I think I mentioned to you, it's either deep work or digital minimalism by Cal Newport. They run together. They're they're both like, yeah, they're very similar. Um, He talks about like being so productive that you have like office hours for any communication. And that was the point where I was like, okay, like, am I going (laughs) to tell my friends and family I can only be reached from nine to 10 in the mornings? Like I, I get it. You know, if your ultimate goal is to be productive, make a life for yourself, success, whatever it might be, I don't know. I think it again comes down to priorities. If it's more important to you to be productive for something. And, you know, it could be like, I need to make money for my family. We're not making a lot right now. I know that if I were to do these things that we would be in better shape. Um, So I really just need to say, hey, wife, hey, family. You just can't reach me, right? There may be instances where it's a little less weird for me, but the whole concept of like shutting people out even friends and family, I don't know. That that was a little too far for me. So I think when I think of productivity, that was a point where I was like, okay, you know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I could see, too, like what you're saying about time and at what point is working too much focused work, like, actually detrimental to you. So that's an interesting topic for sure. Yeah. Join us next time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, all right. I guess we can do activities that recharge our productivity. And then, I mean, we've been going for 
Yeah, this is solid. <laughs> Forty-five. I'm, I'm loving it. Podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what are some activities that you know recharge your productivity? So, I guess it kind of tacks onto the end of like at some point during the day, you got worn down. Like, what do we need to do to get back to 100 percent the next day or whatever? Yeah. So for me, like, I love passion projects. So mm. projects that like I can just like put my heart into it and that I really enjoy. And sometimes it's hard when your work kind of overlaps with that because then all of a sudden you feel mm. like you're just continuing work. Um, so perhaps it's good to find something that's slightly different. <laughs> uh, I've always enjoyed getting into nature. I need to do more of that. Just like going on walks, um, you know, enjoying the beauty. Um, and, and I do want to get better at just like exercise because I feel like that to me is like a huge, you know, deposit in your energy box like mm. even though you're depleting energy it's like kind of just gearing you up to be more energetic and like yeah so things like that i would say um and reading books mm. like that is always fun I, i'm a big book person nonfiction or fiction i i wish i read more nonfiction. i mean i i'm a big lord of the rings fan nice um but it's been a while since i've read anything like that big nonfiction. See, I, I I have a really bad habit of taking hobbies and just trying to make money from them or making them into work. And so, I mean, a we were... A true entrepreneur. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I kind of wish I was reading more fiction because I think if I read like a business book in my free time, I am working just as hard in my mind as I do when I'm working. Um, yeah. Thinking of new concepts, ideas, how I could implement this. It's crazy. And I mean, we were chatting before this. I've, I've started doing a podcast while I'm walking through the woods with my dog. And there's just something like, I love it and I'm going to keep doing it, you know, but thinking about it really, it's like, I should really just be like walking through the woods with my dog. Like no music. Are, maybe are you music. being overly productive? Like, are you trying <laughs> to be overly product productive? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Because it's like, you're trying to produce something in yeah, that gap. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. It, it's a good question. Something to look at because it's really fun for me too. So it's, it's kind of like, I mean, it's like a conversation that you're having and yeah. you're just letting other people in on that conversation. Sure. It's like active like, entertainment. It's kind of like we were talking about video games too. Like video games are like something you do in your free time, unless you make money off them, but like you're still like engaging a lot with them. And like, I think maybe it's something similar. I just have a hard time just being still, uh, which is something I actually talked about recently on the podcast was, you know, I want to be still more often. Um, I think there's value in it, but I just naturally don't enjoy sitting still or just being st like walking through the woods, no music, no podcast, just walking with my dog. Like that's something I consider being still too. I just have a hard time with that. So I don't know. I don't know, but it gives me energy. I get excited. I don't know if it's, I mean, good for I, me. I would overall. say that's recharging. Sure. That, that, that seems the definition of it. So, I mean, I don't know something, I, the bane of my existence probably for the rest of my life, trying to figure that out. But yeah, it's, it's innate in you. Like you, like you have this innate desire to produce stuff like this, like, sure. like where you produce. I mean, it, I think it's like, it's human. You want to like leave a legacy mm. behind. You want to, you know, create something that'll last longer than you. Sure. There's another topic, dude. I, I yeah. since I've, since I've had a kid, it's like, even like, I was walking through the woods yesterday with my dog doing a podcast and the whole time I was thinking like Lena can listen to this one day. 
I don't know that she will. I'm not expecting her to, but like, that's a thing now that I think about whenever I create something is like when I'm gone, like people can enjoy these things or hate them, whatever, take them as they are. <laughs> but I don't know. Absolutely. Dude. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I left on a really like somber note. So <laughs> I don't know. Thank you guys so much for listening. I think we hit on all of our topics for today. Obviously we can talk about this stuff forever and ever and ever. Um, we got a few more topics written down, which I'm pumped about. A lot of them have to do with what we discussed today. So if you'd enjoyed these topics and want to hear them talked about a little bit more, obviously subscribe and rate and review. It'll help us out and we'll have social media up and running in no time as well. Paul, what, what are sort of like the release plans for everything? I mean, technically tomorrow we're launching. I think by the, by the time you hear this, we'll have been out for like a week or so, I think. so. Right, right. Yeah, I think we're, we're, our hope is to release, what is it, every Thursday? Mm-hmm. Drop, drop a new podcast in, in both video and basically wherever you can access podcasts, I think it's, it's going to go out into the web. Oh, yeah. Into the unknown. I'm excited, man. It's been really fun so far. And obviously we're not at a loss for content to discuss. So it should be fun. (laughs) Just getting started. There you go. Start messy, friends. Yes. Till next time, friends. Thanks so much for watching or listening. And be sure to check out Spencer Pugh's stuff. He does some awesome work. And till next time. And follow Paul too. See, when you leave like that, you just, you know, I don't have a point to butt in and say follow Paul stuff as well. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes, please do. If you, if you wouldn't <laughs> mind, love, love to have you on the journey. So awesome. Until next time, stay messy, my friends. <laughs>